One job, I wipe your slate clean. You walk out of this house a free man. How much? 250 large. No problem. He's come to the other side of the world. Is that duct tape? To finish one last job. I'm looking for a man. His name's Travis Walker. Brown hair, face like a weasel. Do I know you? I'm taking you home, Travis. Whatever my father's paying you, I will double it. No. I'll quadruple it. No. I'll double it and quadruple it. Hell no. I hope you enjoy the fall. Now what fall? I do not want to fight you. We are not fighting. Okay, hip-hop. Don't worry, they're little people. What? You could take them, they're little. Boom, 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 boom. You guys fight hard. I swallow cows. The Rundown. This is Days of Films Past, a podcast dedicated to exploring the legacy of cinema. Each and every week, we discuss a different movie that made a lasting impression on viewers like us. I'm James Kennedy. I'm Ellie Edwards. And this week, we'll be discussing The Rundown, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Sean William Scott. Ooh, buddy. Oh, man. <laughs> so this will be the second movie we've done that it were a movie that we're choosing that we were both, both. fans of mm-hmm. from the beginning. Yep. Last one was I Am Legend, and then the last three movies were all like my picks to have you broaden your movie horizons. Yeah. Yeah, those are fun. All right. First time you watched it, tell me about that. I honestly don't remember. That's how many times I watched it. I don't remember if it was like on TNT or it was the actual movie, so I don't really remember. But I remember you used to watch a lot of TNT and it was on there. All the time. All the time. Now, it's one of those movies they play on cable constantly, mm-hmm. but also it's like every time it was on TV. You couldn't stop watching. No. You don't exactly, care where I'm at. I'm sitting down and watching the, exactly. the rundown. First time I watched it, so a buddy of mine and I were driving through Canada because I was moving down to Washington mm-hmm. from Alaska. Yeah. And transmission went out. Dang. Yeah. So my transmission went out on the trip and it got stuck in. Whitehorse, it's in the Yukon. It's real boring. <laughs> Staying at a hotel in Whitehorse. I bought a bunch of DVDs from this video store, and one of them was The Rundown. You didn't know anything of it? You didn't see a trailer? Not really. I, like, I, I somehow missed it all. Uh-huh. And before this, I know very different from for you, but I slept on the rock that whole time leading no. up to this. Oh, yeah. No, I saw... All right, so... The Mummy movies mm-hmm. when he first was in the Scorps. Yeah, Mummy Two was my least favorite Mummy movie. Uh, yeah, and it, the it Scorpion didn't... King wasn't like the best, you know, either. Mm-hmm. Nah, it wasn't at all. Actually, out of all the ones, I think the Scorpion King missed the mark the most. Mm-hmm. So I saw this. I'm like, ooh, mm. I should have been paying attention more to this guy. He's entertaining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So when you first watched it, what was your initial thoughts? Oh, this movie's brutal. Because, mm. I mean, it's not the most, all right, so it's not like the most gritty, violent movie. Yeah. But the whole time, The Rock is getting the shit beat out of him. The whole time. We're going to get into that. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we will. It's like, and it's. I didn't and, like it. <laughs> him taking the hit, though. It's yeah. just like, yeah, we'll get in, we'll get into right. him, him getting the shit kicked out of him. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. You want to get into it? Want to talk about the director real quick? Oh, yeah. All right. So. Looked up some things on this guy, huh? Yeah. So it's directed by Peter Berg. Now, what I didn't know before looking this up is I know who this is because he's an actor and he's been acting in, since the 80s and I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. And never I even, never even knew he was. What kind of. All right. So. Nothing. For, as an actor, he's in a few movies that are going to be on our list of movies to watch. Mm-hmm. First one, Great White Hype. Samuel Jackson movie from the it's about a he's a Samuel Jackson plays a boxing promoter mm-hmm. and he's trying to spice things up and he's trying to get people something that he thinks they want to see so he brings in a white challenger to Damon Wayans is Damon Wayans is the oh, champ. It's the Wayne brothers yeah Damon mm-hmm. Wayans is the champ and so he brings in this white boxer and pumps him up like he's gonna beat the champ just to sell tickets uh-huh. try to get them uh, them whiter fans in yeah it works but uh <laughs> so he was he was the he was the white guy in the great white hype so funny <laughs> and then he was in copland heavyweights i watch heavyweights it's classic i don't remember it's him in it. i think he's i think i think i said he played the cook mm. collateral collateral's on the list it's it's high on the list it's tom cruise michael mann michael mann's one of my favorite directors so he's in that as a cop that's um, gonna be a fun one. directing credits though so he only directed one movie before this it was it's, I haven't very bad things. I haven't seen it since it came out. Like I saw it on VHS. I've heard. I've okay. heard of it. Eh, it's okay. But that's that's the only one before he directed this one. Mm-hmm. Well, movie. He did a couple of TV episodes. He did one TV episode before Very Bad Things, one after, and then he did the rundown. Mm. But check it. After that, he directed Friday Night Lights. I didn't know that. What? Yeah. Hancock. Hancock. That's I, dope. Yeah, you you love that movie. Yeah. And then he started doing some music videos. <laughs> Why don't I know this guy? Yeah. He started doing some music videos. He started directing TV, did a couple episodes for the TV show Friday Night Lights. That Battleship movie, which I did not watch. It did not look good. Battleship? I did watch it. It was did. not good. It was not good. Then he got he started doing some stuff with uh, Wahlbergs. Ooh. That usually... Did yeah. he do Brothers? Lone Survivor was a... So I oh, didn't know. he did Lone Survivor? I know. I thought that was a different director. Oh, my... Who yeah. is this guy and why don't we know of him? Then he did a TV movie. Well, then I he did know. a Maroon 5. He did some episodes of the Respects. Uh, Leftovers, The Rock Show Ballers. Then he did Deep Water Horizon. God dang. Patriot's Day. Yeah, he, he did some good ones with Wahlberg. And then Mile 22, which I still haven't watched. I'm waiting for it to be free somewhere because mm. I heard it was real bad. <laughs> so I'm waiting another Wahlberg. It, it, yeah. Spencer Confidential, the one that came out on Netflix earlier this year with Wahlberg. And actually, I thought that was entertaining. It's, it's like one of those movies you're watching, you're like, this, it was supposed to go to theaters. You could tell it was supposed to go to theaters. But at some point, it's like, ooh, they start cutting their losses yeah, the, I think, <laughs> on this one. And they started, they started trimming the budget, like while filming it is what it felt like. Mm-hmm. But it, it felt like a movie. That, I liked it. Did it, leave up, it. did it live up to a theater movie? It lived up to a good Netflix movie. Mm. I, it, all right. So if I would have paid to watch it in theaters, I would have been like, it was okay, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been kind it's of right. moany about it. It was all right. It's all right. 
right. So, and then also writing credits. Actually, a lot of the stuff we already talked about: Patriots Day, Lone Survivor, mm -hmm. The Losers. Has like a bunch of people we know. I just can't remember their names right now. The Losers. The Losers. It was a based on a DC comic, but it's about to just kind of mm, mercenaries mm. doing mercenary stuff. Never, never heard of it. Friday Night Lights did the screenplay on that one, mm -hmm. and very bad things. So we got ourselves a winner. A winner. <laughs> so we'll, oh, we'll get into that later too. All right. You want to talk? You want to get into the the plot? You want to? I'll do the summary breakdown of the movie. How about that? Yeah, we can do the summary breakdown of the movie. All right. A tough, aspiring chef is hired to bring home a mobster's son from the Amazon, but becomes involved in the fight against an oppressive town operator and the search for a legendary treasure. And that is from Hell to Pay 27 <laughs> on IMDb. Imagine pitching that in the conference room. I, yeah. It don't even sound like it could be a good movie. All right. So actually, I, I have the pitch for it. and I'll get it from the notes. But So that was the best one I had. The usual... The other movies we've done, the mm -hmm. IMDb synopsis they have and pl plot summaries we have to choose from, a little bit better. This yeah. one, I just went with it though. Yeah. All right. Short so, sweet. so this would have been the pitch. This is what the producer said. Producer Kevin Misher called the film Indiana Jones and the Lost Ark meets Romancing the Stone with a little bit of Midnight Run. Mm. So that is good, but that feels like before filming. After watching the movie, it's more like Midnight Run meets Romancing the Stone with a little bit of Indiana Jones and the Lost Ark thrown in. Because they do treasure hunting, but it's not the main part of the movie. The main no. part of the movie is trying to bring him in. Yeah. And then also running from bad guys yeah. that are after you in a jungle. So it's definitely mm -hmm. a lot like Midnight Run. It's what We talked about Midnight Run before, same director as Beverly Hills Cop. Mm -hmm. So it's on the list. Yeah. And Romancing the Stone, I don't know if it's on the list. My dad liked it more than me. I like it, but eh. But Raiders of the, <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, we're definitely watching that. Yeah. So that's how they would have pitched that one. And yeah. you say those three movies, you're like, we got a winner <laughs> on our hands. <laughs> yeah. Pre-movie. You want to you wanna get into the, the movie itself? You want to start talking about these amazing cast? I mean, it, I think it, it goes both hand in hand because the movie, it's based we'll talk solely- talk about it as we go. Yeah, it's based solely on the cast. All right. All right. We open. Mm -hmm. Great opening scene, by the way. <sighs> One of the best. Great opening scene. Yeah. Like, you look back and you're like, when they do the stats mm -hmm. on the screen, it's like, it works with the movie. Like, I wouldn't do that now. Yeah. But it still works. It was just like, I will, I'll say this throughout it, though. This is one of the first movies where, all right, so by the time this they made this movie, computer-generated effects mm -hmm. had been around for a while it seems like sometimes when they use them it's really heavy-handed and noticeable yeah but this is one of those first movies where it seemed like they're every time they decided to use computer generated effects for it it's very subtle mm -hmm. and with all the practice everything was almost pra all practical stunts you could tell when he's just hitting everything yeah but it's like when so when they used it it was really just to to, to stylize the, the movie a bit more yeah so i think that plays into like them using the stylized the football player stats when he yeah. walks into this club yeah i noticed that with some of the transitions with the cameras Mm -hmm. The aerial view that they had in there, a lot yeah, of it was. They, those were digital zoom ins. Yeah, but they like they were crisp. Mm -hmm. And I liked it a lot. Yeah, even the mining. Mm -hmm. You know that's all fake. But oh, they, yeah. I actually looked. I was like, it well, actually has a realistic far view. Far enough back where they, at the, I think you got to give it to Peter Berg. Like he, he recognized the limitations in the technology. A lot of people wouldn't do that. Like even I am Legend. Mm -hmm. 
the director really wanted to go computer generated, but he didn't recognize the limitations and mm-hmm. know when to stop. Really? So he really, that's like those, some of the computer stuff looks a little wonky in I Am Legend, but this whole movie holds up. Yeah, no. Nah. If they don't have the, if they don't have the, either the budget and it would have been the budget and the technology back then to do like the deep zoom into the mine and all that, mm-hmm. he just left it pulled back. Like he pulled it back. Yeah. It's, it's a light touch. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So it opens with Beck. He's what he, they call him a, re, a retrieval specialist, which is kind of like a bounty hunter. <laughs> yeah. Which is what the main character in Midnight Run, which is one of the movies it's obviously based off of. Yeah. So we know he's a cook. We know he doesn't like guns. He does not like guns. But he's like, he knows how to do everything, dismantle and everything. I mean, he's, he's, he doesn't like guns, but we know he's really well-versed in it. Yes. You know? And we find out later how well-versed. And again, not being heavy-handed with it, it never tells you what happened to make him not like guns. Yeah. When you think about it, like he he killed somebody. Yeah. And he's not proud of it. Mm. At least that's my take. I'm gonna. I would put. I like that it. take. I'm yeah. gonna put. I'm gonna put my my take on this follow suit right there because that definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. So he's a retrieval expert. Mm-hmm. He's writing little notes in little recipe notes, listening to. Not a podcast, like a book on tape or something, or yeah. radio about cooking. The, the the movie starts like that, right off the opening of the producer, the whatever company produced the movie. Mm-hmm. It started off like right away. And we're hearing, we first hear the radio of the cook, and then it goes to him writing and taking a note. And then him, after he gets done with his business in the club he finishes his note so it just shows how passionate he is about cooking because he didn't get it off his mind after all that happened i see some place they tell you and this one you just you're watching him Mm -hmm. you know and you're like oh he's a tough guy but he has other interests (laughs) yeah and the way he was going about everything with the football guys knowing them and then like his like him being cautious of hurting them Mm-hmm. Like they have a winning chance. Yeah, I don't want to do this to them. Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> it just they shows real, how they got a soft, real chance of winning. He has a soft year. part. Yeah, he has a really good. Ch- they have a really good chance of winning. Even, so even even their communication, it was really good acting. Like you can believe like the scenario and everything. Like I was trying to find a way to feel like this can't be a good scene. Like I don't know. I had a devil's advocate while I was watching it. You know, because I, I, like the I, Rock, he's just so superficial now. More than he was back then. Like, I mean, he couldn't see my eyes go wide in disbelief <laughs> that Ellie said that. I feel like, yeah, he's more of like in your face now more. And so it's like you almost lose like his character versus his like. Well, back his, then, you know, he was basically the, the most the famous wrestler, wrestler on the planet. Yeah. Now he's basically the most famous person on the planet <laughs> that isn't an orange. <laughs> So walk around looking like a, a Cheeto. Yeah, it's it's different, you know. He he is. He's the. And I will argue this to my death. He's not the greatest actor of all time mm-hmm. by any means. But for me, he's the greatest entertainer like we've seen in our whole I agree. lives. And I agree. I've seen a lot of movies before I was born. He's the. I will say he's the world's greatest entertainer. Okay, I I, I can agree with that. Yeah, but. I've always been mindful of like his journey as in his personality as he's grown. He went from being that cocky dude to more of uh, the outspoken, like more down to earth kind of guy. 
So seeing this and him being more soft and then at the same time kind of kind of himself. I feel like he's more himself in this movie than any movie I've watched, to be honest. That and Walking Tall, actually. Those two are like... I like this one a lot more than Walking Tall. I know exactly what you're saying. I feel like there's something in the back of my mind I'm trying to think of that would be a better example, but that's... If it comes to me, it comes to me. But yeah, I will go with this one for sure. Yeah. It, is, it was very natural performance. There was another one he did that kind of remind me of the same one. It was like when he was like a trucker or something. Faster. Faster. He was driving the car. Yeah, that yes. was, that I, that I, that's in the collection of my... Mm-hmm. I like that movie a lot. You, I think it's underrated, the, yeah. I mean, that Chevelle, he's got that 357. It's just a... I like I yeah I've only watched half of it and it's because I was like I I was like I've never watched this movie never heard of it and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't like that I didn't know about this so let me do my homework it, it was it was a, it was like a I don't know why I was late so, 2000s yeah, sleeper because I didn't even see no in, like anything Wait. about it well he was mainly doing like kids movies and and like getting into franchises and and shit dude this reminded me of Terry Crews's that fashion one reminded me of Terry Crews's. Was that that new one with the him being the hammer dude? John Henry. Yeah, it just reminded me. I saw the. I'm like, <laughs> I love the story idea of John Henry. I like I like the mythology of it, but I'm like, this yeah. movie does not look good. Yeah, no. If if they if I feel like they didn't do the due the due diligence in. <laughs> <laughs> Nate's gonna hear this and he's gonna know you're talking about him. Uh, well, it's, it's hard for me to get that out of my head. Is he? <laughs> But yeah, no, I feel like if they didn't do what they needed to to advertise it, it wasn't worth watching. I, and, and I was like, if that I fails a lot av- of movies. Yeah. It fails a lot of movies. Yeah. There's plenty of movies where it's like they completely missed the ball. Mm-hmm. And on as far as advertising and promoting a movie, yeah, there's been plenty of movies like that. And this Faster is one of them. This one, this movie actually performed horribly. And I think the same thing. I don't ever remember seeing a preview or a commercial or nothing before. It really? Not. Mm- oh, you want to? So, box office on this one was low. I think it made ninety million on an eighty-five million dollar budget. What? Yeah, but it definitely has a it has a fan base now. It's very popular. Yeah, that it kind of sucks. But that's probably why. I mean, honestly, that's the Peter Berg's wanted to do a sequel. It's probably why they haven't done one yet. Mm. Current idea that he has, he wants to do a sequel. With The Rock, obviously. So they're actually talking about it. He's talking about it. Mm-hmm. He says nobody can get commit can commit enough to actually make it happen. So it might not happen. I mean, I don't know. He's directed a lot of good movies though. So hopefully, and maybe The Rock will have time. But Ooh. he's thinking with the uh, The Rock and Jonah Hill <laughs> again. Jonah Hill. Oh wait. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Bigums. Bigums. Yeah. So did you want to talk about? the sequel or you want to say that for later we'll save it for later. okay yeah well i was gonna talk about it later but it's like we're talking about what the budget yeah things all right we'll get back to the beginning mm-hmm. so dude works at this club he comes and gets them They're great it's a great expository talk of you find out more about him by this guy asking questions about what's going on and just the way he answers yeah and then it leads him and he starts giving the, the rundown <laughs> on the the guy that he's there he's this football player owes his boss basically for better purposes boss a lot of money yeah so he, he has to go either collect it and if he can't get it get the guy's ring right as collateral and it was it was a, i feel like it was a small amount for someone with that kind of he's a quarterback and he's over here in was it ten thousand dollars it was or fifty thousand it's fifty thousand i think 
and he needed to have a certain amount of collateral. Interesting. And I, I was thinking, I think it might have been a college ring. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. It looked like a college ring. It wasn't no Super Bowl ring. So the guy's got the whole defensive line with him, basically? Offensive line. Offensive line, mm-hmm. okay. So he says that he needs the ring. Mm-hmm. The guy throws a drink in his face. He's going to leave. He talks to his boss. His boss says, get it, basically. Yeah. So he goes back, lets him know that that guy's either going to give him the ring. The plans. Or, yeah. The options. Yeah, he gave him the options. Option A, and option you B. give me the ring. Option B, I make you give me the ring. Exactly. That's actually, those are just some, those are some catchphrases. I'm like, I respect it. <laughs> option A and option B. It belongs there. Mm-hmm. We see lots of option A and option B throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, spoiler, he doesn't give him the ring. No. So, The Rock has to beat up all these dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he pretty much, yeah, just annihilates everybody. So, what do you think about the action so far? I mean, yeah, I was hooked. <laughs> right? That was like, and then he goes back and takes notes of his, goes back to taking notes of his, his ingredients. Yeah, so... We talk about the fighting. Mm-hmm. The director, before, before he filmed, mm-hmm. he watched uh, pick up a DVD and I don't know, it was like 100 greatest cinema fights of all time or something like that. And watching it, he's like, fuck, everything's been done. What the hell am I going to do to make this action movie stand out? It's going to be boring. Everything's been done. Yeah. And then he saw a fight on a, from another movie on the, our list called They Live. In they live. Mm-hmm. It's about an alien invasion. But Rowdy Roddy Piper, former okay. wrestler, yeah. ends up fighting his friend to make his friend put on these glasses that help you see the aliens. <laughs> but it is like a 10 minute brawl street fight of these two dudes beating the shit out of each other. Really? Yeah, it's 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 long. It's <laughs> ten, so funny. Ten minutes. Yeah, they're just beating the hell out of each other, like each one getting the upper hand. Yeah. And it's a great john carpenter movie we're gonna watch it yeah but after seeing this he's like you know what watching that fight physically made me hurt watching it he's like i can't remember the last time it saw a fight on a movie that physically made me hurt so his what he wanted to do is going is like he wanted to do the stunts practical and he wanted to make you feel them i felt so bad for the stuntmen in this movie (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna get into it. <laughs> I swear I saw two different rocks a stuntman in this movie like a white there's one. two different no there are and then there's that Hawaiian one well we'll get we'll get to the <laughs> we'll get to the hill yeah yeah exactly I was like there's two different stuntmen yeah there, the rock there's, in here. there's two different they got his regular stuntman and then for that hill scene they they need to the stuntman's like I'm not doing that <laughs> like I need a stuntman so they got somebody that is crazy mm-hmm. so he gets the ring Mm-hmm. Leaves the club. He's getting ready to get in his, into his car, and he gets sh- he hears something, and he gets shot with a beanbag. <laughs> he didn't have a mark on his head after he got shot in the head with a beanbag. I was what? like, he's a tough dude, and he uh, he iced it <laughs> he's a little bit rock. later. He's he's he, he frozen. You know what? We're gonna go with yeah. He's superhuman. Yeah, he's he's definitely got something extra. Got that extra. So. This other guy, Brick, shoots him with a couple beanbags and then proceeds to take the ring and leave him there. Mm-hmm. Cut to The Rock going to his boss's house, letting his boss know that he's not happy that he sent in backup yeah. and then had that, that backup attacked him. Yeah. And he's getting, it's like, oh yeah, 
The Rock's getting, getting it in this conversation. He's letting him know that he has boundaries. He seems yeah. to re be respecting that. <laughs> and he's asking for his freedom, talking to him about getting out of this lifestyle that he's obviously indulged himself in. Mm -hmm. And it's just that whole eye for an eye. You got to do something before you, do, you get out. Yeah. Got one last job. Mm -hmm. That last job is Sean William Scott, <laughs> his boss's kid. Yeah. And then he says one smart ass thing after all that other stuff. And he gets he gets bit into by his boss. Mm -hmm. He said, "You you don't talk to me like that. You can talk like that to your monkey friends, but you don't talk to me like that." And, and he, yeah, and he then apologized. he took it. He apologized. That movie makes that part makes me cringe. Yeah, I mean, like, real all the no, ass kicking do. he does, he's putting up with this shit from this fucking guy. Exactly. I don't care who's sitting in that. He he's on a regular basis. He has guns pulled on him. Exactly. He's afraid of that guy's two guys. Fuck them goons. So every time I see this movie and then I get to that part, I'm like, he shouldn't be taking this. No, I, I get that in a lot of the scenes that he's in. Like, we'll get to the, the rebel scene, the fight mm -hmm. scene. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I understand it. Like, yeah, I'm like. I got words uh, on it, too. What is he doing? I know. But I got the word. We'll, we'll wait. We'll I mean, it really comes <sighs> out. It, it, he doesn't turn it around till the very end. No. So he gets this last job. Mm -hmm. He takes it. So next we see him, he's flying to the Amazon. Yep. Down in Brazil. That and then that pilot is Irish. Scottish. Heavy, Scottish, yeah. Scottish, heavy Scottish accent. This dude was perfect for this. this. Oh, all right. So he's got he's a Scottish guy, but his accent isn't that thick. He's I've seen him in a lot of movies, but like he really kind of just some kind of rural, yeah. rural, rural. Yeah. Scottish accent is thick. Mm-hmm. But he's he is perfect. Yeah, he's got he's, a dodgy knee. Yeah, the bull, <laughs> the bull in the grind. <laughs> Speak English. So, I like the pilot. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see the pilot more throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. He lands, and talking this little airstrip in the Let middle me, of nowhere. Yeah, we we cows in on on the on airstrip. The yeah. Though that was a scene, I don't know how they did that scene. Like where he's they're landing a plane and not killing any cow. Okay, so not without having seen it now, but I imagine they used some digital help too. But one way, if you're trying to get away from digital, mm -hmm. is you'll film for further back Cut. and you use a long lens. Mm -hmm. So a, a long lens in photography or cinema, you know, like say it's like a 300 millimeter lens. What that does is most most movies are filmed like you know in like the twenty eight to say sixty five millimeter lens for a lot of the scenes. Yeah, it, it, obviously like, it varies depending on what they're shooting. Mm -hmm. But for something like that, if they're trying to make things look close, so they use a really long lens, like a three hundred millimeter. Yeah, and what that does is it compresses the image, like yeah. distance. Yeah, I know what you're talking. So about. they uh, the Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy they did it in that to make it look like. They're talking far. on uh, as actually on a runway. It's trying to make the plane look like it was real, a lot closer to them when it was landing. Mm -hmm. So it makes the it makes it appear like, say, our distance long lens would base we're like four feet apart would make us look like we're basically touching. You know, depending on right on what's going on. So something similar to that probably, mm -hmm. and then maybe a little digital help. Yeah, but yeah, that was pretty cool. That, yeah. was, a nice, that yeah. was a nice touch. It was. And he lands, and he's getting taken in. He gets a little bit of info. What's going on in that town? Not much yet. He doesn't know about. Hatcher. Hatcher. Mm -hmm. So he gets- Chris Walken. Christopher Walken. Perfect. This was, all right, so Christopher Walken, this is early 2000s, and he had a career going from, I remember him and stuff in the 80s. Right. And a lot of stuff in the 90s, but 
the 2000s, he, he had was, a solid run. I was just about to say that everybody in this movie, all the actors, I feel like these are, well, the main actors at least were in their prime prime. Everybody looks, except like, The Rock. Looks, looks, yeah. looks wise. Yeah, no, I mean, every- I mean, The Rock, I mean, he stayed, he's looking the same the whole time. Yeah. Goddamn. I mean, Rock, Rock, he's, he became peak rockiness or whatever I, whatever I was thinking earlier in the two, uh, whatever our de- this last decade is. Here's a great question for you. Do you think he can- pull off this character with what he is now how massive or no, just how his personality his personality i think he could you think so um, did you watch skyscraper yeah yeah okay Gave that a low-key performance for considering yeah I, th- I think he could pull off the role i mean it is he is ridiculously massive compared to this movie though oh yeah because like he lost weight to be in this and he's bigger th- now he's bigger than he's ever but been but he looks natural in this the rundown one. yeah yeah the rundown he looks natural yeah now he's fucking huge Shit, everybody in that damn movie in Rundown was like fit. Even Sean William Scott. Yeah. He was cut up. So actually, I remember an interview from probably before this movie actually came out. Yeah. So the interview, when he was younger, he, he lifted a lot of weights, but he, and he would do it for, you know, play jocks and everything. Yeah. But he didn't actually like lifting weights and that, and that type of exercise or the bulk. So I, he, he enjoys running. Mm-hmm. So basically, he likes running. So he just got, he leaned up and he's, that's why he's usually pretty lean. Yeah, no. Yeah, they everyone looked good in this one. Even my my one of my favorites, the Ernie uh Reyes Jr. guy. Ernie Reyes Jr. is ripped up. <sighs> he was definitely in his prime prime. Prime prime prime. I mean everybody I don't know like whoever watched the movie definitely had ab goals. Oh yeah. <laughs> Watching is it, like, that. I mean the rock makes him look smaller, but he's like he's a shorter dude, but he's still like He's older now. I mean, it's 17 years ago, but he's eight, filmed 18 years ago. But he's still in really good shape. If you follow him on Instagram, yeah. he is. Oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta some, tap in. He had some health stuff going on, I think, a couple years back. But yeah, he's in great shape. Do you know what his actual ethnicity is? Filipino, I think. Ah, he did. Yeah, Asian Ernie raised Jr. Yeah, pretty sure he's Filipino. Yeah, he pulled off a really good Brazil accent though. Yeah, no, his 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 Portuguese. father was a martial artist and stuntman, and got him into it at a young age. That's why. Two movies ago, we did The Last Dragon, and he mm-hmm. was in that as a child, mm-hmm. eight, like eight years old, I think. Was his like a starring role in uh, Wansu? Wansu dudes? Oh. <laughs> well, he was in, before before Surf Ninjas, he was in Teenage Surf Ninja, Ninja Turtles 2. He was. Yeah, he I was, remember he him. He was the little sidekick. Yeah, the pizza, he was. The delivery boy. He but he was a stuntman really in the first side- movie. <laughs> he used to play really good sidekicks. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Donatello, but he, was, he wore the suit in the first movie. Oh. No, I didn't even know that. Yeah, he was one of the stuntmen. Yeah. I remember that from behind the scenes back then. He just has a character to him that like it just resonates in all his movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate He's charismatic. That. Yeah, this one was it's my all-time favorite of him. So Yeah, no, it was his best. It was the, his best and, showcase of his skills yeah, as an and action performer. And he didn't even have that like big of a role in here. He just had like two scenes. I know, and you're like, <sighs> you don't. Like, it's like he plays a Brazilian rebel. Mm-hmm. He, I don't know. It's like he he no, he committed to it, and you do not second guess the choice one bit. Yeah, yeah. We'll build up to that because right. I, I I have you got, uh, you got you got stuff. Yeah, I got some stuff. Okay, so we meet the intro to Hatcher when the the pilot brings him to go meet Hatcher. This is a good scene too. It's a great scene. Yeah, it's a great I, scene. I don't know why I didn't put it on my list, but no. Well, I'm every scene with. Christopher Walken is great. You know, no, for real. And it's like the dynamic 
of his character is the reason why this movie works. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like him and The Rock and Williams. First of all, Scott Williams, I felt like well, I was lost between actually him reading the script or him just doing improv. Like I, I honestly didn't couldn't fight figure out if he was actually being himself in the damn movie or if he was reading a script. That's how hard it was for me to feel like this dude is actually like everyone was I felt like was playing like a role that I would see them in outside of a movie. Or a character I would see them do outside of a movie, like yeah. themselves. I think he's probably a lot calmer in real life. You think like, so? Yeah. I think he just does it for movies. D Stifler? Calm? I know. It's all right, well, all right, so first movie I ever saw him in was Final Destination, the original. Yeah, I remember that one. So yeah, he was in that. He, he was a pretty chill character for the most part. He didn't want to die. But then he was he played Stifler, and that that's the movie that made him famous. He just so changed they kept, his... they kept pulling him in for more movies to be that character. Yeah. The road trip movie. They're like, no, no. I know you have ideas what you want to do. Just, just be Stifler. Was that Tom Green with him? In well, Tom Green was like a side character. Yeah, yeah. It was a weird group of guys, but he's put himself in a position for us to feel like this is the character yeah, he that's wants. Who he is. So that's who he is. He just kept getting hired to do more of the same stuff. It was this an era of him being Stifler. <laughs> but I don't. I, th- I feel like this character is a lot more re- well rounded than Stifler. He mm. does have some internal motivations that aren't just being an idiot. Yeah. I mean, he acts like an idiot, but that's not his goals. No, no. He's got some goals. He got goals. The gato. Diablo. Mm-hmm. The, the gato. So we're talking about him meeting Chris Walken. Mm-hmm. Great scene. Mm-hmm. When he asked him why he wanted to come see him, why did he come see him? He's like, because you don't you go into another man's house and go into his refrigerator without asking permission or something to come in the house. Mm-hmm. And you, yeah, you don't, you you don't, don't start re- grabbing food out of another man's refrigerator without asking permission. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And I was like, whoever is writing this stuff got some quotes, bruh. Yeah. And it wasn't even the director, even though he wrote all those good movies. My man. It was a good movie. I feel like you're right, though. I felt like there was a little bit of improv each way. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it's, it's, it's definitely written well to begin with. Well, Christopher Walken's always been known to be that person to give the sly comments in all his movies. Or like some kind of like, it's either a serious like quote. Or like a serious um, saying that he's doing or a serious talk or it's either him just being real sarcastic. So another interview that I read, Christopher Walken. So he does this with all movies. He respects the words as they're written. Mm-hmm. Like he respects the words on the page. Like he respects writers. But first thing he does when he gets a new script is he'll like cross out and get rid of all the punctuation. <laughs> so you know how he talks in his, his own cadence and yeah. how, how he delivers lines? Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't let that's his part. He respects the words, but delivery, that's his job. That's his craft. And he's going to do it how he does it. Damn. So he gets rid of all the punctuation and he does his lines how he does his lines. And that's why <laughs> it's why it feels, it feels like him yeah. every time. No, his facial expressions and, and throughout this movie and uh, just his character of going from like a funny down to earth kind of guy to this kingpin, I want to say. It's a, it's a, his dynamic is it, it varies in this movie, mm-hmm. and that's what I like about him. It's like, whoa, you could take him seriously. You can actually kind of laugh with him, but you can also like sympathize with what he's trying to do. Yeah, actually, this is this is gonna be our first Christopher Walken movie. Mm-hmm. He's in a lot of them. I love Christopher Walken. Mm-hmm. 
Catch um, me if you can will probably be the next one if you ca- do. Catch me if you can. I love I love Blast from the Past. Oh yeah. <laughs> I actually we just we just watched that recently. Yeah. So we gotta wait a bit till we watch it for this, but that's a <laughs> classic. So the sperm goes into the egg. <laughs> Why? Because it must. <laughs> <laughs> His line because delivery is amazing. <laughs> Oh, Pulp Fiction. You haven't seen Pulp Fiction, right? No. Oof. He's only Christopher in it for like Walken? five minutes. Yeah, no. no I he's only in it for five minutes. Mm. It's like, so it's 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 a cameo, but it's like the most me- one of the most memorable cameos of all time where somebody's just, I'm coming in for a second. It's, just, <laughs> it's like one of the most memorable parts of the movie. So Yeah. Is it, which one is it one where I see a clip of him just dancing? Like he's just like dancing up an el- um, escalator. Oh, that's not a movie. That's a music video. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a Fat Boy Slim music video. Wasn't he like he's known for dancing though, right? Well, all right. So he used, uh, used to be a dancer. This wasn't too, too long ago. I read this, but yeah, he he's a trained dancer. Yeah, and the only thing I've ever seen him dancing is that music video. So I don't know if he's known for dancing in. Well, I mean, I think dancing movies like ballroom, like he danced in uh, Catch did, Me If You Can. Yeah, he did that, and he did he did ballroom dancing in Blast from the Past when he was dancing with his wife in the the. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I remember so, that. yeah. He no, he's a he's a professional dancer. Mm. Well, he's got it. He's got the touch. I like I like how he makes one syllable words, two syllables. <laughs> We've actually talked about that before. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we did like an afternoon afternoon talking, like walking to to each other. Didn't yeah, we? <laughs> it's fun. Everybody has a walking impression. Yeah, ha- you have to. N- not many of them are good. Nah, Mine definitely isn't. I uh, not me. My Arnold though. When we get into Arnold oh, movies, we'll get into Arnold. Get out oh, of here. We didn't even we didn't even mention Arnold was in this movie. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah. He walked through that little clip in the club. All right, so you want to know how that happened? Why? Because he apparently he was having lunch with The Rock on set, and the director's like, "I can't waste waste this." So he's like, he goes up. He's like, he asks Arnold if he's willing to do a little walkthrough, mm-hmm. and he's like, "All right, but we got to do it right now." No so way. when they pass each other in the club and he says good luck or something like that, yeah. he says that was not they didn't hire him on to do that anything like that it was just happenstance that he was there and he was willing to do it i don't know if those words is have fun in there <laughs> <laughs> but it's like people saw that and that was one of the things people talked about like it's yeah the, oh like, yeah that's the actually I, somebody's talking about like oh yeah that's the one when arnold was it's like the passing of the torch to the younger generation ah Ooh. So people are looking a little deeper into it than that. Mm-hmm. Then it was actually, then it actually was because it, it was just, planned. It was just the but, homie. I mean, the symbolism can't be denied. Dang, it's true. He like one from one muscle entertainer to the next. I think they should do something I, else together I someday. The chills, I got the chills. Oh, okay. Goosebumpies. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets permission to go get. Travis. Travis. Yeah. So he gets permission to go get Travis. After he gives him a ten, bounty. It was it wait, five thousand dollars or ten? Ten thousand. Okay. Yeah, it was ten thousand. And he pays him the ten thousand, goes into the bar, and that's where he he meets Rose Rosario Dawson. Rosario, yeah. Mariana. Oh my God. I knew I was a straight guy <laughs> right away. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, she's a mixed breed. You know, I got my fiance is a mixed breed. Uh, Rosario Dawson has <sighs> always been very attractive. Mm. But she, I can't remember. I don't think this is the first movie I saw. And when we told Adrian that we were watching this and we were talking about people yeah. in it, 
Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, she was she was in Kids. I was like, she was in Kids. Kids a movie from when like my brother loved it when I was young. Mm. So I, I was it was a I don't want to call it a hood movie because it's not really, but it's it's a inner city drama. She's from the East Coast, right? Yeah, I believe she so. just has that feisty. Every time she's in a movie in New York, it does seem like she's at home. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, she's she's got it, mm-hmm. especially in this movie. And her accent, what do you think? Most of the time, it was good. Yeah, I, I, I like it. It yeah. was believable. I believed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're talking. And as they're talking, she's like, who are you looking for? Yeah. And he <laughs> starts describing the person he's looking for. And the person's right behind he, him. He has a very, he, right now, he has, probably has a very bewildered look <laughs> on his face <laughs> as he's behind him. Yeah. And so, do I, know guys, do I know you? Mm-hmm. And he explains that he's there to take him back. He doesn't want to go back. Mm-mm. So he gets a little, he gets manhandled by the rock and gets in, in cuffs. I mean, that's like, that's a ripple effect in the movie with this guy in handcuffs. The cuffs happen a lot. Yeah. And as soon as he's going to take him out there, what happens? Christopher Walken, Mr. Hatcher comes back in with the homies. And they, he says, ah, he's got some unfinished business. I'm going to need him. He can't go. Sorry. Christopher Walken wants the gato El Diablo. Yeah. And there's this part in this scene where this, what did you say, little person? I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was a hilarious scene. It was just like waiting for him to in his little steps. <laughs> I, was, you know, I was thinking that when I watched it too. I was like, it's just a perfect little comedic touch that they're trying to have. They're about to have this showdown. Yeah. The tension's building. And then everybody's got to pause to watch this little person <laughs> run out. And it takes a little bit because he's got very little strides. And it was just kind of like giving him space and letting him get out of there before things before the shoot starts. It's like the director wanted everybody to go to hell for laughing at <laughs> I was like, I always feel bad laughing. I'm like, he just wanted to leave. He was, he was in. It's in the middle. fact that everybody's got to wait on him and his, on his, his, his super He's long run to get out of there. <laughs> no, it was, it was a great little comedic yeah. touch. That works in a, like this whole movie. It, he has those little touches that just, I'm like, you're a genius. You really <laughs> are. <laughs> Cause I would do something like that. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, that's one. Of, I think. That might that's one of my biggest laughs of the whole movie. <laughs> Cause you forget about it. It doesn't stand out as yeah. much. And then you're like, Oh yeah, this guy. Mm-hmm. And oh we we forget to mention uh he it's his brother that's like the his like right hand man, right? I don't know if it mentions it, but it seems like it He said his he said something brother. Okay. When The Rock first well, in that scene, I think. Oh I must miss it like every time because the relationship's like He's obviously a screw up, and Christopher Walken puts up with him. Yeah, well, because yeah, no, because remember him and Sean were going at it in the bar. Yeah, he's like something. I was, I don't know if they're saying you're dumb or you're stupid yeah. or anything like that. They're but, bickering. Yeah, they're bickering at each other, and then because they're both the screw ups. Chris told him to chill, like chill, brother. But I don't know if it was like actual brother or if it's just like what he calls him. You know, mm-hmm. their relationship is more than that of. You know, employer employee. Yeah, because his fuck ups all the, throughout the movie. Yeah. It's like it's only a it, little. No, actually, I never caught it before. It definitely makes sense that they'd be family. Yeah. So it's and Chris is the older brother for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Otherwise, well, and what's so the, the cool touch? About John Grease's character Harvey. I didn't know his name, but uh-huh. his name's Harvey. But John Grease, he's in a lot of stuff, but most recognized he's Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, he is Uncle he's Rico. Uncle Rico. Dang. Well, he had a nice perm, <laughs> so you don't really recognize yeah. him. Yeah. 
That's funny. So mm-hmm. everybody's got guns, and but The Rock isn't leaving without them. So another good fight scene coming. Another good fight scene. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I mean, it's all over the place. And he's kicking everybody's ass, but and and he's disabling guns. Mm-hmm. But when that guy with the whips comes out, yeah, catches the one whip, one whip, and then but well he he throws that chair and the guy whips through the chair. <laughs> that part always stands out to me. I was like, edge of your seat, like oh. What would that do to what would skin? That do to a body? Yeah, exactly. Why is this man carrying around two whips? What is who is he's this a guy? double whipper? <laughs> well, all right. So we haven't described the town. Well, we we kind of described the town. It shows this giant mine. Mm-hmm. But what we learn from interactions leading up to what we're talking about now is they're not normal workers. They're no. basically they're slaves. They're like slaves. Yeah. Yeah. They get they get paid, but it, it's not enough to actually pay for all the services that you accrue while living in this small town. Yeah. So they're slaves. Yeah. And you, you get that what when the rock gets into the right into it, he lands in there and then afterwards he sees like a big old military or truck of just the workers coming off or going to the mine. Mm-hmm. So you just get that eerie feeling that something's something with this town isn't right. Yeah. You know? So yeah. something sucks. Yeah. And that's when we realize, hmm, the white man. which is weird to say it but that makes it seem believable as one of the little touches like yeah these guys moved in Mm -hmm. and actually yeah there was three white guys basically him who we're calling his brother harvey Mm -hmm. and whipmaster 2000 (laughs) whipmaster 2000 yeah Mm -hmm. and yeah so this whole is it a village town? I'm gonna call it a town because it's very rundown. They, yeah, it's a rundown town. Yeah, they've they've got a lot of buildings though. Mm-hmm. It's like so, almost like a western, like a little South, bit Southern yeah. American western. Yeah. Perfect, perfect, actually description. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I like that. It's a shithole. Mm-hmm. They make it out of the building. They 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 fought their way out. Well, the rock fought their way out. <laughs> they made it out. Yeah, they're cruising down. They're in a jeep. In a jeep, trying to get back to the airfield. And Sean has this crazy escape plan of just bumping the rock while he's driving in and yeah, he, driving he off a cliff. Hits, yeah, he hits the steering wheel and runs him off a cliff. And then we talk we already we started talking about it, but this is the, the longest. F- All right, so they said that they like they you hit, see go ahead. Go, okay, so you know like the clips of like people that are skiers or whatever and they're like they fall and then you just keep seeing them roll. Yeah. And you're like, oh and the idea was like what would if they what if they kept falling? <laughs> so so like they wanted to beat the hell out of the rock and his stuntmen and make people cringe of him hitting trees and bouncing his way down this mountain. The the way that they recover <laughs> is a miracle. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, longest fall down a hill ever. Like Princess Bride had a long one. This is much longer. It's like I don't remember the saying, but like the if she were to hit every ugly tree on the way down, yeah, I forget what that whole saying was. If you hit a, it looks like you fell out the ugly tree and hit every branch. Yeah, down. exactly. That's exactly what happened in this video. In this he hit everything scene. you could possibly hit. Everything. That's when I was like, okay, that's not the rock. Wait, that's not the rocks. Not the rock. Honestly, <laughs> I'm so into it at this point. I've never noticed the stuntman. I had to. I never missed the change out. I read about it. I always have. I always have to look to be like, mm, yeah. He wasn't him, but that's how I noticed. Wait a minute, there's a white man playing the rock. It was yeah, he's this third, he's a third stuntman. So I was like, I like it. He actually fits. 
He must have been that crazy guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they start tumbling down this, hit every tree, then end up in a river or lake. Pond, kind Pond. of? It's, it's, they're in, I guess, no, no, it's, it's a river. Mm-hmm. I forgot. They, it's, it's just wet when he, when he, when he's following him out of there. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a river. And then, uh, the Jeep falls and almost kills him. Mm-hmm. And then we lose them and then they come up out of some, uh, in the jungle somewhere. Yeah. What, how do you think, what do you think of the jungle? I, I thought it was dope. It's legit, legit, right? It's like, yeah, it's like they were in Brazil or something. Yeah. You want to know the story? Yeah. So they were scouting locations in Brazil. The director and the producer, they got robbed, gunpoint. They got rolled in Brazil. It was at that point Dang. they decided they were going to film in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> These streets are real. Yeah. You know what? This is going to be a problem. And honestly, the fact that I'm so happy they recognized it during scouting. Mm. All right. So like Highlander 2. Okay. That movie was always going to be shitty. Okay. But it was never going to be as shitty as it was, but they, they thought they were gonna they thought they were gonna save some money because they got some some credits to film in like Argentina or something. Mm-hmm. And no. They got they this- spent so much money because they were in the middle of nowhere and they built everything in the middle of nowhere and everything took longer because like the country's going through like I don't know if they're working their way into a civil war. Mm-hmm. But things were like falling apart. And like if you really gotta recognize what's going on, you're like something might look good on paper. Mm-hmm. You're like, this is going to cause problems. Let's avoid this headache. Yeah. So we could focus on filming. That's what they did. That's what they did. Yeah. So they did it in Hawaii. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. You, can, you think it's Brazil the whole time. I thought it was Brazil. I've never been, but when <laughs> I think of jungles. <laughs> they should look like that. Nailed it. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, when he says, welcome to the jungle, yeah. that was originally going to be the title of the, mo- the movie. Real. Yeah. So apparently the original, original title was Hell Dorado. Because they're the town is El Dorado. Yeah, and then they have that sign mm-hmm. when you when they're passing it up. So it was originally that was going to be El Dorado. Yeah, not that catchy. But then it was going to be Welcome to the Jungle. Eh. Didn't use it. Mm-hmm. They say it. So when I after I read that and then I caught him as him saying Welcome to the Jungle, I was like, oh, I like it when they they, they yeah. find a way to work the title into the dialogue. They, they worked both those titles into it. So I'm glad they went with the rundown. It's the perfect. It's the perfect name for it. And they, they said, yeah, they, did, they, they worked the rundown into it too. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. These guys, what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, he still used Welcome to the Jungle and Jumanji. Yeah. Even, even oh, well, we'll save it for when he gets to the Rebels, but they go through this jungle and yeah, you believe they in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Even in the town, where was that town shot at? Hawaii? The town town? Yeah. El Dorado? Yeah. Because that don't look like Hawaii. Well, you got to imagine it's it definitely probably a lot of digital for the when it pulls back on the mine. So mm-hmm. honestly, that could probably that a lot of that could be a set somewhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know they could have put that anywhere. Yeah, true. Like that could have been New Mexico. Definitely could have been New Mexico. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wyoming. You know, it had that red. It had a little reddish tinge to the dirt. <laughs> so he. Travis gets out first. He has to recapture Travis and beat him up a little bit again. Mm. He has to beat up Travis a lot throughout this movie. Yeah. He deserves it. <laughs> He's a pain in the ass. He really is. So when they're going through the jungle, do they meet up with the monkeys? So they're walking. He's got Travis mm-hmm. cuffed up. They're walking through the jungle. And then he, the rock, he ends up getting pulled by a snare. Mm-hmm. And then Sean William Scott's making fun of him. He's got his little, his little recipe book is making fun of him he's dancing around 
yeah the, dances the, into a snare <laughs> the scene before that though was i think one of my the scenes i couldn't stop laughing at when he was handcuffed and trying to pee oh <laughs> trying to jump and get his uh, <laughs> his, his pintu out yeah because the first thing he needed help with was the zipper and so he's like oh, can you help me with my zipper he asking the rock and the rocks like look away zips it down <laughs> and then this whole time he's struggling to get his his pintu well, that's what that's what rosario dawson <laughs> called it when they were swimming later trying to get his pintu out so that was hilarious <laughs> damn near pisses himself and then he's like come on come on come on oh. i was like who wrote this this is genius some of maybe that might have been just even that little thing it was like i mean it might have been a bit improv we'll see. Mm-hmm. i don't know exactly played it well yeah and then so yeah he gets caught in the snare and then they're both just dangling yeah trying to swing trying trying to get themselves out trying to swing mm-hmm. then those fucking monkeys show up man <laughs> so man when th- those type of monkeys like howl or open up their mouth that shit is scary where do the this is not this is what makes me believe it's brazil because i ain't never seen no damn monkey like that in hawaii and things were crazy <laughs> They're all screaming and yelling mm-hmm. at them, scaring them. They're trying mm-hmm. to get away. Yeah. And then one jumps on the rock and sexually assaults them. Yep. Gives them a little scratch. Humping them in the face until gunshot. Yeah. Rebels. Rebels. Gunshot. Mm-hmm. This is where we find the rebels. And right, then... so they get cut down. Mm-hmm. Now, he, he doesn't speak Portuguese, so he's expecting. And this is the part I don't like. This is a smart man. He's the dangerous man. And obviously, he's been having trouble with this guy. Yeah, no, I, he, he gives him the benefit of the doubt for way too long. Way too long. And I'm like, like has he still fallen for this? He should tell by now that he keeps telling The Rock, Sean him Scott, because he's the one that speaks Portuguese. He, t- yes. he tells him to, to talk to the lead of these rebels. Stare him. Don't stop. Stare at him directly in the eyes. Don't, don't break eye contact. I was like, ooh, that was like, what's it called? Jumanji? That was precursors to Jumanji. Which part? His glare. Oh. Smolder? Yeah, smolder. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, keep the intense glare. He's like, the whole time, I'm like, come on. You can't really tell me that this, he believes this He's guy? falling for this? I don't know, because first of all, he's just, the Ernie, he's just getting real. Was it Melito? Melito or something like that? What's his name? In the movie? Huh? Manito. Manito. Yeah. Okay. So Manito, yeah, it's Ernie, and he's like, Trying to speak Portuguese, and you can tell like the conversation they're having. He's getting mad every time Sean, Sean says Williams. something. Yeah. yeah, and so I'm like, "You can't tell me the Rock being this person." That's like, uh, that, and that happens all throughout the movie. No, yeah, Sean's setting him up the whole time the with the conversation, time. telling him that he works for the for Hatcher, who, the, mm-hmm. who they're rebelling against. Yeah, and saying that he doesn't, and he talks them right into a fight with the whole rebel crew, basically all the yeah. fighters, all the, all the. All the brawlers of the rebels are gonna fight him all at once. And this was a dope scene. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit when we talk dopest scenes. I mean, this one gets my vote. This one? Yeah. This one is the runner-up. Do you go the final scene? No. You go the final fight. For no. The, it, was, it wasn't even a final fight. It was the scene right after this one. My dopest scene in here is after is the, what happens after the fight. That's my dopest scene. I mean, it's a good scene. Muhammad Ali yeah. and Mike Tyson scene. Ah. Bruh, I get goosebumps and then I get emotional after when, like, the first time I watched it when he, that's it? And so, yeah, that's why I, like, oh, this is a dope scene. Like, that, and then, like, 
I mean, we we you want to go into it, the fight scene, and then we can yeah. go into the dope scene. Yeah. My dope scene. So, one of the greatest movie fights of all time. It is one of the greatest ones. Yeah. I mean, it's not the most realistic brawl of all time, but it's a it's painful to watch. It's fun to watch. It's it so really fun. is. And then Ernie Ernie sells it. He's a to the bad beat. little like, bastard. Dude, this dude, his combinations in this and his like the moving of his of his kicks, it's like you don't you don't really see that in regular yeah, I think movies. he's done professional Muay Thai and he's dude. been a stuntman since the eighties when he was a child. He's a little dude, but he's a bad little man. <laughs> he has a he has coconuts for halves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ripped up little dude beaten on the rock. Yeah. With help from his buddies. Mm-hmm. But he's doing the main beating. Yeah. Eventually yeah, can... the rock. It's the common theme. The Rock is holding back. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a bad man, but he's always holding back. And he starts he starts holding back less as this fight's going on. Yeah, because he's getting the shit beat out of him. Yeah, so he starts he he starts waking up his apex predator inside <laughs> and starts beating the hell out of these guys. Uh huh. Like three at a time, hitting him with logs. Yep. Yeah. That that whole. When he fell down that whole tree after they threw him up in the tree, well, that that's what kind of woke up the inner apex predator. But that he was should painful. not have got up. <laughs> that's why. That's that why they said the scene when he when he opened his eyes, everybody's like looking at him like, "What the fuck? <laughs> he should be dead." Yeah, that was that was yeah, that was a really good scene. Mm-hmm. All right, so follows after Mariana shoots mm-hmm. shoots off a gun and, and just stops everything. Stops everything. Same thing. Like they shot a gun. Mm-hmm. The monkey stopped and, and ran away. She shoots again. Everybody stops fucking around, mm-hmm. and she gets their attention. And she is the true leader of the rebels. Yeah, and Sean didn't even know anything about that. No, nope. and obviously they had a thing going on the side with it. They might have dated for about a minute before she realized what a toolie is. Yeah, <laughs> always trying to borrow her shit. And also, he's like very passionate about this Elgato, mm-hmm. and it's something that she's been wanting. So she's actually using she's working him. him. Yeah, she's, she's working him, doing her dudes. disinterested the whole time, but she was working him. Right, and she did a great job. <laughs> Worked him. All right. Us men are stupid in movies <laughs> for for the woman. We really are. But then I think about it. It's real Art life. Art imitates <laughs> life. Yeah. Art imitates life. It's real life. All right, this your favorite scene. Speak it. All right. So after they just, you know, guys would get in a fight. I must speak from a personal experience. Every time I got in a fight with someone, I've actually been real good friends with them. The only person that knocked me out was my brother. <laughs> so we didn't get along. We were friends after that. <laughs> we were friends after that. We <laughs> definitely weren't brothers. We we're just friends. But no, it's a. This was like one of those things where he messed up because he realized, you know, he believed Travis's lies. And then after the whole fighting, his respect level for him taking the punch, punches and then actually, you know, chopping up a conversation with the Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali. And you could tell he asked the question. Yeah. Not just to gauge, not just because he wanted to know, but because the answer meant whether he'd like him more or not. Yeah. He gave the right answer. He did. And it's just like, it's like what, what guys talk about all the time. It's like, who do you think is better? You know, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. It's like one of those, it's it's a realistic scene. I'm like, damn. I don't like, they're my two favorite boxers of all time for mm-hmm. different reasons, man. <laughs> like, yeah. Muhammad Ali is Muhammad Ali. Right. He's a glorious, magnificent bastard. But then 
Mike Tyson, his power just is unbelievable. And it just, I don't know, they they both make you awe. And I've already talked about it. Like, obviously, I'm not going to be as sad when something happens to Tyson. Is He's a hilarious man. But like, when, mm. when Muhammad Ali died, man, right. that one hit me hard. Right. Yeah, I don't know how, I don't know why you do this to me, but I get goosebumps, bro. Mm. Your buildups, very <sighs> emotional. <sighs> but yeah, man, that was a that was a good, you know, back and forth from two really great fighters, and it was just a respect level. And I was like, damn, this is a great scene. And then what happens afterwards is just like even made it even. It's tragedy, but it makes it that much of a better scene for me. Because if he didn't die. That scene wouldn't have meant as much as it does to me now because they were no. So, out of like respect, he he, oh, gives, he gives him, him a the gift. Necklace. Yeah, he gives him that necklace. He's like, oh, he's like, no, I can't. He's like, if if you don't take it, you're it's you're like gonna, yeah, you're, it's, it's like it's, disrespect. It's disrespect. Yeah. So he takes the gift, he puts it on, and like you know, that's very. You could tell they both feel a bond. It's a dope scene. Yeah, and then fucking Hatcher and his men show up and t- attack the camp because mm-hmm. they've been tracking them. Yeah, which I don't. I'm not a tracker by any means. I'm like, how do they do that? <laughs> how do they find them? Well, they went through water. Well, Sean did say in the beginning that this is his heir. This is his land. This is everything mm-hmm. is Hatcher. So it's like, I mean. Carrier pigeons. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So they come in, start shooting up all the warriors, and you see them all start dying. They get Manito. Mm-hmm. They get Manito. Shoots them real close. Real close. And yeah, he take, takes a couple of shots before, and then they're trying to, their escape route is to the boat to get on the river. The one and, he was trying to borrow before. Yes. And he lost on the way to the boat. He He almost made it to the boat, and he didn't make it. So. And Hatcher shot him at the end. I mean, all right, so that's like, so later, you know, he has his reasons for sticking around. We'll talk into that. But I feel like one of the reasons is Manito. Like yeah. when he decides that he's like, he's not leaving. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's part of it's Manito. It's not just, it's, exactly. just, it's not just Mariana. It's, it's Manito. It, it changed it up for him because he's like, oh, okay, this is a great fighter. They're fighting their rebels, you know, so they're fighting for their freedom. And he feels like obligated because after the he, they killed him, that boat ride was real awkwardly silent. Mm-hmm. So they all had a, like a little, like it was a you know somber like, moment. Mm-hmm, it was, and that was a great scene too. It was like you can feel the intensity, and then you can all, almost feel like they're all instead of like against each other, kind of like let's we need to we need to finish Hatcher. Like it was almost like they were making that plan without really saying anything because they were all going for the Elgato. Mm-hmm. So he knew that, you know, the Elgato is something that the people need to get themselves going. That's why this Elgato means so much for Rosario. It can fund the rebellion. Yeah, Rosario. And Sean just wants it because he wants it to be the first one to discover it. And he wants the notoriety. Yeah, which... <laughs> I mean, I get it. <laughs> yeah, but it's all he it's, wants that in hit that inner Indiana Jones shit. <laughs> yeah. Which, all right, so actually that gets me to this. this so the next part is they're riding the boat and then they basically they they do the hunt for the Elgato, mm-hmm. which is such a small part of the actual overall movie. I mean, they have it for like the actual getting of it, it. and that's why I, that's why it's like it's not like Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones where the whole things. It's like thing all is these built. other things. It's these things meet this with a little bit of Indiana Jones. Because it's just a small portion of the movie. That, I mean, they got to 
they got to dive into some water, swim under, swim underwater into a cave, mm-hmm. and then they have to get some, buy some booby traps to yeah. get the Elgato, mm-hmm. which is a cool scene. They have to, you know, because all the other movies where they're hunting for jungle treasure, they got to do that. They got to get by the booby traps, and, and I actually liked the booby traps because it actually seemed really. It's not a bunch of darts coming out of the wall. It seemed yeah. really realistic. Like, oh yeah, it's a bunch of basically logs, basically thin mm-hmm. logs are supporting a bunch of rocks right. and you have to move them the right way to get through so you go go get the gato yeah so if you do it wrong and you follow the wrong path the rocks will fall mm-hmm. which actually the setup's a lot more realistic than most of these movies yeah it really is i mean i, I want to say that's like did they do their research on that do you know i don't know it's because it's, i don't I mean, know i i'm Treasure hunting is like mm-hmm. not my background, but it seems legit. What's funny is that that scene kind of took me back to a TV show like that before. It was like where they're going, it's like kids. They they always went in pairs and it was like they had to find the treasure in this place. Dora? No, it was a it was an actual real, like, you know, like almost like Nickelodeon or something like that. Yeah, I don't think I ever seen I it. I forgot. Anyway. We'll, we'll get it. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, you get it. But yeah, that was a good scene. They end up getting Del, Del Gato caves and everything they managed to get out there right before yeah <laughs> all the rocks came down yep. as they as they fell out mm-hmm. and so it was a less than five minute scene in the whole movie that was their actual treasure hunting mm-hmm. and then celebrate <laughs> rosario how do you say her name rosario dawson yeah rosario gives them some celebratory fruit what's funny is that reminds me that fruit looks like noni the plant that in in the Pacific Islands, it's known it grows from ash. I mean, volcanic ash, and it looks like a alien potato. But it but the way you eat it, it doesn't look like that. I wonder if that's an actual real. You know, I wasn't plant. paying attention. I just in my mind, it just looked like a, a papyrus. Yeah, no, no, it's, it looks like noni. What I what I know it, on the islands when you say Hawaii, I'm like, maybe they did. But when you eat into it, it doesn't look like that. So I wonder if they, that's a real. We need to get on. They're mixing of, their fruits. <laughs> we need to get some of those fruits. I got some people I need to put to sleep. Oh, no, hallucinogenic fruit? You had me at hello. <laughs> if you get some, we're not dosing someone else. We're 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 gonna check this out. <laughs> we want to make sure this is this is real. <laughs> this is the real thing. Yeah, I got I got to test this out. Yeah. So so she drugs them with this hallucinogenic fruit, mm-hmm. and it's funny. Is like it looks like Snapchat filters. <laughs> That their that their faces are like they're hallucinating real bad. Mm-hmm. They end up knocking out or like staying still, right? They're just yeah, they're still. basically paralyzed. Paralyzed, yeah. And then she takes Delgado, says her goodbyes, and then leaves apologizes. Mm-hmm. But she she wants to take the Delgado. She knows she's not going to get it on her own. She wants to take it mm-hmm. so she could fund the resistance. Yeah, and then she promises also that Sean will get his cut, that Travis will get his cut in it. Yeah, she does. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. And then she leaves. And then the scene after where they wake up. The next morning, <laughs> they wake up. <laughs> and those goddamn monkeys are back. Fucking monkeys. Get out of here, monkey. <laughs> yeah, because the rock does not want to get his face raped by a monkey again. <laughs> he, he, he musters, he's paralyzed, but he musters the courage to move enough to scream at the monkeys and swing a branch or something. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That was a funny-ass scene. So they wake up. Mm-hmm. He's got Sean William Scott. Yep. So he's got what he needs. He didn't need the Delgato, so 
he's walked Sean William Scott to the airstrip. Yep. And that's when uh, he made up with our favorite pilot again. Mm-hmm. And he delivers the bad news. Mm-hmm. Hatcher's got Mariana. Yep. And he's it's like, It's always, it's, it's the damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, bro. Why'd you gotta go get cat? What's your what's your problem is? Why'd you gotta go get cat? Mm-hmm. So he makes the hard decision. Beck decides that he's gonna go get her, and he yep. he's gonna lock Sean William Scott up, Scott up to a, a pillar at the building at the airport. <laughs> um, you didn't see me do half quotes with my with my hand holding the mic. <laughs> <laughs> But airport shanty, the dirt, the dirt, dirt port, the dirt port. So he's gonna lock him up, and Travis talks his way into letting him help him. He's like, "You're gonna get killed," and then the pilot's like, "Yeah, you're gonna get killed." Yeah. He's like, "Well, I know you're gonna end up running, but all right, fuck it, let's do this." Yeah. And that's when they, it's like when they're on the same team, they got the same goal. It's like, all right, this is, this is it. Our Scottish dude plays the bagpipe mm-hmm. and lets a herd of. Cat, that cattle that was on the airport road. What a scene. That too, that's... And that's why they gave us the cattle at the beginning of yeah. the airstrip. They're like, oh, we're going to need these guys later. Where do we put them somewhere? Why don't we put them somewhere where it's funny? <laughs> so they, the cattle that was in the way of them landing their plane mm-hmm. is used as a distraction and to start uh, taking out the town. Yep. So the way they get into the town is they cause a stampede. stampede. End up getting in and then everything, guns are blazing. Yep, so two men against a whole small army, mm-hmm. and they go to start taking them out. Everybody the disarming people, taking their guns away, throwing the guns. Everybody's favorite scenario when, you know, odds are against someone, and they come out, they defeat the odds. This mm-hmm. is definitely that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're all like, all right, this is damn near impossible. We know he has to deal with the, the whip guy one <laughs> yep. coming up, so... We're trying to figure out who all the main characters are. You know, the fight scenes of how it's set up and everything. What do you think? They did a really good job of, honestly, it's not that large of an area that all this is taking place. But just geographically, they're moving their way through it in kind of like circles almost as he's taking out all these guys. Yeah. And, you know, Sean William Scott Mm, gets stuck in the bus and they're all trying to blow up the bus. And then he's behind a little retaining wall. There's the store. It's like, it's yeah. a, it's a small area of this town, but it, I don't know the way they showcased it so well, it's just the can and the camera the moves. Camera. Like I said, there's mm-hmm. a lot of digital kind of just supplements, but they did very stylized camera movements moving through the area of this town. And it just, it made it seem very alive, especially when he starts dismantling it. Yeah. No, you know, it's funny. I think this is a really good movie to see like. The fight scenes weren't similar. Like none of them, I don't feel like were ever, ever like similar to each other. No, each fight is very, very different. different. Yeah, in this and, final one, and, it's like for oh yeah, and yeah, and it's still it, the final one. It still definitely feels like its own thing. Like mm-hmm. even the Rock yeah, hasn't done another thinking. scene like yeah, since then. That's exactly what I was looking. I was like, mm, yeah, not when you're describing like that's a whole different fighting scene than the other ones. Yeah, no, Peter Berg, man. <laughs> or yeah, I want to see more stuff with the Rock. Because yeah. he's mainly done like action dramas with his with his action movies. He's mainly you look at his movies; they're not. It's not they're not funny like this one. You know? No, no, you're right. It's like more action drama. Like how big, how badass can we make a scene? Mm-hmm. And they forget, you know, the some of the important parts. You want action, then you want to laugh a little bit, kind of want to cry a little bit. So you get to kind of like a little bit of that in this whole movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I think, no, he has a comedic touch and I, I think he should do it more. Yeah. I mean, he gives a lot of the credit to The Rock, obviously, but still, like, he's in charge of what's going on mm-hmm. on that set, especially when before The Rock was The Rock with The yeah. Rock. So he's being modest. Mm. But he definitely, he definitely created an environment where these people kind of felt comfortable to do their thing. Yeah. You know, it's funny, The Rock's character in here kind of reminds me of a lot of how Samoans are seen as. Like, they're big, you know, fight. They they can fight or, you know, they're just real big people. You're very, The Rock has always been big, but it's his soft side. It's his soft side that, like, it's one of the things that we're known for. We have, there were known to be big people, but we all like real have like a little soft side to us. So that was kind of a cool little. That's something that I know yeah, in the rocks. Don't want to get hit by you, your brother. <laughs> but he be he be, be turning me off when he be coming up with these tooth fairy movies and stuff like that that he, he was getting so into. It, it was like, a ah, it's a right, phase. So it was a phase he went through because that's the kind of roles. Because he all right. So you look at this you're like, oh yeah, he's got that big loving kind of personality he's yeah got, and he's he's a the gentle giant basically mm-hmm. even though he could he can do some damage yeah you know mm-hmm. he's got a light side right so they played towards that with more comedic roles exactly in kids movies and i mean even vin diesel tried it <laughs> pacifier yeah the pacifier <laughs> so it's like it was they thought that was going to be a bigger like a bigger market i think than, than it actually was it's a lot of these movies like they made money but it's like then he realized, you know, I was like, I need to start doing some more adult stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then he'd like faster. He became Fast and the Furious guy. Yeah. I mean, he's good in the Fast and the Furious movies, but I like him. He's Hobbs and Shaw, like so much. He's so much better in that one when he's like right. doing his own thing and getting the screen presence that he, he commands. You right. Know? Instead of being like, one of many, almost a side character, mm, a lot of the time. Yeah, I like I like it when he's showcased Good point. for his full talent. So it's like, so the Fast and Furious franchise definitely kind of gave him a career boost in the action movies. He, did. he was already he was already the Rock, but they definitely kind of revived a part of it. A it part was, of it's a home run franchise. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody loves Fast and Furious movies. I mean, yeah, I do. Shit, I thought I, mean, I, I thought I was over it after eight. Like I was like, I can't watch another one. This is just too long. It's going on too long. When yes. is when is everybody going to be happy and not have to race anymore or fight? <laughs> well, so after six and seven, I think were the worst ones. <laughs> I'm like fast six. Uh, six is the one where no six is the one where Vin Diesel launches himself in a car, hits the side of a bridge, like hits the hits hits the the side of the bridge, launches himself, catches Letty, and then I'm, lands on the <laughs> other side of the bridge into the car. And she's all like, how did you know the car was going to be there to break our fall? I was like, break our f- Cars don't break falls. Cars liquefy bodies. This movie is ridiculous. And then he, he drove the uh, Charger out of the nose of a plane. Oh. On the, the world's longest runway the that just fl- went on for like I runway for 20 so something minutes. They're that, just driving. That meme was hilarious. What? I, I mean, there's so many memes on that, on that scene. It's, it, they show like a, a a map of Russia and China. <laughs> how long the runway is? <laughs> the runway is fast. No, it's that scene's twenty minutes. That plane's going fast. Like cars cannot keep up. Why didn't that plane take off? <laughs> oh, because 
they grappling chained cars yeah. to, the, to the wings or something, <laughs> and they, they hit the brakes. <laughs> this is how ridiculous the movie is. We're talking about the rundown, and we went just. We're, we're, it seems like we're having a podcast on Fast and Furious. <laughs> Fast and Furious is about ridiculous. Hey man, that was Gal Gadot died in that scene, man. Oh yeah, <sighs> big age. We'll get into Gal Gadot more with the Gal Gadot movie, like maybe Fast and Furious Four, mm. Five. Tokyo Drift. She wasn't in that one. No. No. Uh-uh. But if we're gonna watch, yeah, you're, well, you're right. If we're gonna watch some Fast and Furious movies for this one, I would go with Tokyo Drift Four and Five. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm I'm kind of mixing up because I remember Six is, I mean, Tokyo Drift he dies in. That was and a, this is supposed to be after. He yeah, so had, Tokyo Drift is supposed to take place after, after six, Seven. Seven, yeah. Or is it Six? Yeah, it's supposed to take place after six. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Enough Fast and the Furious. <laughs> what the hell were we talking about? Okay. The rocks. The, fi- uh, the fight scene. Yeah. That was a. We got off on one. <laughs> All right, damn. So this fight scene. He's kicking ass. Mm-hmm. Sean William Scott's trapped in this bus. Yep. And he's got two shotguns. And he's like. He decides that he's going to save Sean William Scott and he's going to use some guns. Yup. Then that, that's when the scene goes from an eight <laughs> to a fucking 12. <laughs> Him using all the guns, shooting people, catching other guns, two shotguns at the same time. This man. They had like 19 different ways that he was, that he, <laughs> he that was, he, lo- that he, he was using he them guns. Shell. Yeah. He, he's racking shells in these shotguns. It's like, oh, he's got this way and he's going to do the two under the arm. And the two under the, the arm. arm. And then he's going to do two at the same time. I mean, give this man a medal. But all right. So that moment when he decides that he's going to save Sean William Scott, mm-hmm. that's the moment for the first time in the movie where he decides that he's not holding back anymore like, great point there's points where he's like he's kicking great ass point. but he never he's always holding back a little bit and it's that moment when he stops holding back and he f- starts fucking these guys up great point that's i mean it had i wouldn't say it's because of molino or he doesn't want to see another one of his manito yeah yeah manito it's like it's like that's why he's like this now mm-hmm. so that's why i'm saying this that was that meant a lot, that that part. Yeah. Damn. So he saves him. He's out of bullets. And then <laughs> this actually, I love this. So as all this is going on, Hatcher's walking out with his gun. His, right. He's got a Desert Eagle. And it's the nice gun. So the rock is out, of, is out of shells. I think he's just using the shotguns. But he's out. And then this guy on a roof is finally gets a, gets a, yeah. gets a bullet. Bullet. Loaded into his rifle, and he's about to shoot him. Shoot him, and then Sean William Scott shoots him. The guy drops the rifle. The rock catches with one hand, and then shoots the gun My with one hand out of out of Hatcher's hand. Whoa! So dope Whoa. that part. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, God damn, these guys. He's a, he's a bad man. The, but the fight scenes are so sick, so good. And it, it had, to, and I actually love that they saved that part for the final scene. I mean. Mm-hmm. I didn't even expect, I, you know, as I think about it, I didn't expect to think that he was going to be shooting guns at all in this movie because of how bad, you know, mm-hmm. but that was, a, that was a good touch with it. Every, all right, so every little seed they plant, mm-hmm. we end up going back to. Yeah. That's what the, it's so well. Yeah. Everything, everything came full circle full in this circle. movie. Everything. Like, yeah. especially nowadays, man, it's not a lot of movies are actually like that. Mm-mm. I mean, they'll be like, can you name one? What? Yeah. It's like, what happened? 
if I try to think of something, it's going to make me. Yeah, I get you. But it's like, you know. Don't think too much. Yeah, it's like so many threads left, you know? Yeah. This movie, no threads hanging. No. They, they cleaned up everything. Yeah, they did. They did a real good job. That's why I feel like as one of the last questions that we have, and we'll get into it, but the sequels and stuff like that. Yeah. Yes, I mean, that cast was so good. And there's like five real main characters, and they're all fucking excellent. And they're all still alive. Mm-hmm. So it would be it would be interesting to see. I mean, well, Chris is <laughs> definitely not going to see him in the sequel. <laughs> no. So yeah, let's talk about what happens with Christopher Walken. Mm-hmm. Beck gives him the he shoots the gun out of his hand. He tries getting it again, then he shoots it again. Shoot it again. One handed with the rifle, <laughs> and so. He lets him know, he gives him his options A and B about and leaving B. or being forced to leave. And he starts talking to these people like he owns this town still. And he goes to, he gets his gun and he acts like he's going to do something. Then he gets shot and then like he four gets times. shot four times. Well, not, I think it was, yeah, from what, the peoples? Yeah, that was the people of the town, his former <laughs> slaves. That was, a, that was a great finishing touch. Mm-hmm. And then he, he starts walking off. He's like, I think I'll take option A. <laughs> and then collapses on his <laughs> way out. Yeah. Isn't that how everybody does it in this movie? They went from picking B to but should have picked option A. Yeah, except for Sean William Scott, he just he he just had to keep he, getting his ass C. beat. <laughs> he wanted option C, but he kept getting B'd the whole time. <laughs> his little thunder and lightnings mm. were his so. backup plan. <laughs> Those were his plans. Plan A was thunder, and plan B was like. So they saved the day. Mm-hmm. They got the gato. They got the girl. Everything is good. And then Sean actually goes with him mm-hmm. gives lets mariana have the gato mm-hmm. tells her not to accept any less than yada 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 because he's already he's already priced it on the market <laughs> <laughs> that man moves fast mm-hmm. so he takes him back to he takes him back to the los angeles mm-hmm. go back to la and then they with the dad yeah the dad, dad, dad. starts physically and verbally abusing his son <laughs> The reason why he didn't like him in the first place. Uh huh. We find out the reason why they had, his son had to be brought back is because his dad was turning him over to some guy that he pissed off. Yeah. Slept with some dude's wife. He's turning him over. Yeah. What a piece of shit. What dad. a piece of shit. That. Well, you know the the why he's his uh, why he's even what was it is the reason why he was born in the first place was because of a one night stand, right? No. Oh, it was a married to ma- marriage lasted for about a minute. A minute. Yeah. Yeah. So. So pretty shitty dad. <laughs> so to celebrate his final rundown, he brings out some fruit that he got from Brazil that's supposed to be really good. <laughs> and the guy goes, well, this is the best chef I know. So if he says it's good, it's got to be good. Yeah. And uh, that. And they start tripping balls because it's Mariana's secret secret fruit. Alien potato noni looking. Mm-hmm. Snapchat filtering looking. <laughs> Get away from me, monkey looking yeah. fruit. So he goes, I did it. I brought him right through that door. Mm-hmm. And then he, he left he just with him. Lived. Finally stood up to that guy. After he'd been through so much, he realized so he's not much. taking no, much, no more crap. Mm-hmm. So What a great movie. So let's talk about... Okay, let's get into it. The Seekies. Should it be remade? Or, no. or should we do the key ingredients? Or unnecessary? Um, we pretty much did that, didn't we? We talked about all the dopest scenes. You're going to go with... I put... I'm just going to, I'm not going to describe them like opening beat down at the club, epic hill tumble, monkey assault slash battle royale with the rebels. <laughs> and then I put final showdown with Hatcher's army. Yeah. I should have put, honestly, Hatcher's intro should have been on there. 
Mm. I felt I missed something. That was it. Yeah. But I will go monkey assault and battle royale with the rebels. It's kind of like my favorite scene. Just yeah. And you know what? I'm going to include your scene after it. That's like, it's that whole 15 minute spread in the movie is just like perfect. Yeah. There you go. Those are great scenes. Mm-hmm. I think we're, we pretty much, I pretty much echoed around there every fighting scene. <laughs> All right. What do you got for key ingredients? Key ingredients. What the, things were instrumental in making this movie work? Well, number one was the cast. Yeah, I put I put The Rock, and then I put like the rest of the cast. Yeah, <laughs> the comedy, the action. Mm-hmm. What did I say about the comedy? The help of the cast, Chris Walk. We had really good chemistry. Yeah, together, everybody had real good chemistry. Mm-hmm. The action. It's your average action film, but with all those different fighting scenes, it made it just you couldn't expect the same thing. So it's like that's what I loved about the fighting scenes. As we were going through it, it's like, damn, they they were all like had their different little. It was a different type of fight every time, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Put Peter Berg's direction because he kind of he definitely he Good was point. he was the chef. Yeah. he was Good running point. running chef on this one, and mm-hmm. he definitely. He did a good job. Yeah. The script will also just put a little note that the script was well written too. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. You got anything else? No, no. Well, we got unnecessary ingredients or anything that didn't work or could be improved on. And I put, no. <laughs> I said, people see faults, but I think it perfectly executed what it was trying to do. It wasn't trying to be a fucking drama. It wasn't trying to be just a regular comedy. I mean, there's lots of action comedies, but they're usually either more action or more comedy this felt like that perfect mix yeah you know because because then even when it was like heavy action there was a lot of comedy in the action yeah yeah so actually you know what even more than the rush hour movies this feels like the 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 physical comedy of Mm -hmm. the action this felt more like a a true mid-80s jackie chan movie when jackie chan's getting the shit beat out of him in his own movies and Mm -hmm. then the action itself is very can be very funny. And yeah. how, they're, how they're doing it, the physical comedy mixed in with the action. Gotcha. I will say yes. This I part. see the uh, yeah. I see the relation. You're yeah, obviously this is like one of the closest movies to an actual mid '80s Jackie Chan mm. movie, as far as like it's an action. Perfect. But it's point. a comedy. It's a comedy. They, they blend well. Perfect point. Hey, I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. I said unnecessary ingredient. One thing. His name. What? Beck. Beck. I know, man. bro. Come on. That's like <laughs> one letter away from Becky. And you mean to tell me that's that- a that's a that's a white boy name, <laughs> Beck? Mm-hmm. Is it? That's a white boy name. I've never heard of Beck other than this this thing here. I've never. It's a it's a last name, and it's been a first. It's been a first name. It's usually a last name, though. That's what, yeah, but, but they I com- I'm confused too. Is it his first name Beck or his last name Beck? Because- I'm pretty sure his last name's Beck. Okay, yeah, because they All call right, him so Mr. Beck. But I mean, he's got a so his background. You could he played football. Mm-hmm. He played. He played at a minute. He played college ball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this character, you don't know it, but everything, the way he talks, everything, he played ball. Mm-hmm. No, I he's just going. Yeah, he's just going by. Come on, now. that's Beck. Yeah. You know. Okay. Like I'll I'll, I'll cross it off. <laughs> All right. So should it be remade? No. Late sequel no. or let it die. Late sequel. I they could like this. This might be the first time I've said this. Late sequel for sure. You know what? I I wrote in nope. It's a classic and shouldn't be touched. And then I put in there the sequel would be hard to build up a part two, but I think I didn't finish it, but I said, but I think it could work. (laughs) 
if they got if him and Peter Berg together, I wouldn't want to watch it if anybody else directed it. I wouldn't want to watch it without the mm. rock. I so this is what this all right, so if you would ask me without hearing what Peter Berg's suggestion was, mm-hmm. I'm like, it doesn't work if you bring in any of the other characters bes- besides the rock. Because it's like there's no like having that same type of interaction with Sean William Scott. They've been through too much together. Yeah. Mariana, they've been mm. too much together. When you try to redo the same thing, it doesn't work. But if you had like another foil to the rock and that would be he wanted Jonah Hill. Yeah. If you do a different story, I mean that could work. Mm. Not in the jungle this time, like that. Yeah. Not all different cast, but if it's the same type of thing where he's got it, it doesn't have to be a, a, a like if it's Say for whatever reason he has to get a guy out of something. No. Yeah. Has to save him or get through something with him. Well, I was saying, I was thinking like Sean gets into like trouble again and he actually calls him for help this time. See, that's how I imagined it if when I when I thought of like how if they would do a sequel and I was trying to think of it before I actually read that they were thinking, I was like, I mean it could work, but it's like it's gonna like it's gonna feel the same. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like it's I feel like it's been too long to try to do a direct sequel. Like if they do like a different story. It's like they're trying to pull something out of the the hat. I mean, I'm not saying it wouldn't work. I'm just saying I like the idea of a different character, Mm -hmm. even though I really do like Sean William Scott as a whole. Yeah. Like we're going to watch Goon with him. It's, he's great. (laughs) But I mean, Sean William's time to be Sean William Scott, the way he was in this movie felt like that ended a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, the, the, have we you got che- sick of it. Have you checked this hairline lately? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Imagine him being bald looking. Oh, yeah. no! It's like uh, Kevin Smith did a really cr- terrible movie called Cop Out. I think I, Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan. I think I seen the trailer. Yeah. So Sean William Scott was in that. I was like, uh, he's just annoying. Maybe it's he's being used wrong, but it just. Oh yeah, he was in that movie. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm into Sean William Scott not being this character anymore. Hmm. Yeah. We've just seen it's it like too over, much. Yeah, We've seen it too much. And the older he's getting, it's like it's less, that's believable. It's like you got to switch it up a little bit. Yeah, what, 45-year-old acts like that? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So it definitely will, it would have to change it up in a way where it doesn't seem like the original rundown. Mm-hmm. It has to have some kind of twist. So you don't think Rosario should be in the late, late sequel? I mean, she could call for help if they, if they explore more, but I again... If they explore their relationship more, it feels like they got to do love interest. Mm. And doesn't seem I've, believable. No, it just seems like off. waited that long. And that's not what this movie was about. Yeah. And I don't like if you're trying to catch the spirit of it without doing the same thing, I still don't think you should. Yeah. So you wouldn't have that. Yeah. yeah no, that, that makes sense. So it'd have to be just those two. Yeah. There could be like the tension of, of having a female character. But I feel like if you're doing Rosario Dasa, it's, it's got to be past where it was the last time, you know? Yeah, she's got her own thing going on. She's saving, she's saving South America. So she's been down there the whole time. She's, she's committed to her community. Yeah, I just don't see a situation outside of that area where she'd be involved. True. I mean, yeah, she was the leader and everything. So she's got her own life going. She's got people that rely on her. So yeah, they're never gonna see. They're, not, <laughs> they're gonna say a hi and bye maybe. I mean, Sean William Scott might have moved down there and married her. I would have. <laughs> I mean, if I was him, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, different guy. So, in conclusion, let it die unless these <laughs> unless they could do a sequel. With a sequel with the original the director, director and the Rock. And the Rock. Mm-hmm. What do you think the film's legacy is? Okay, well, I, was, I had a couple ideas, 
But I think The Rock's, I mean, it is what it is. The, the movie is what it is. It's it's a great comedy action movie. There could be, if you wanted to, you know, really dig into it, there are some things that you could take with you as uh, life lessons. All in all, I think The Rock's uh, personality and his storyline in it, as far as like, when you get yourself into a, a funk, get yourself out of it kind of thing. And there's going to be shit that comes with it. Roll with the punches. But I don't know. I just say I didn't really see anything that was like universally. I'm looking at it a different way this time. Well, come on with it. Well, more like with The Last Dragon as far as legacy. But so like this is the first time like really took notice of The Rock as an actor. And I feel like this is the first time where he had a, a real chance to showcase his talents as an actor. Go on. Just, so it's legacy is like it's the one that gave him the chance to to do what he can do. It gave him a chance to show that. I think if this movie didn't happen when it happened, I mean, I don't think we'd see Rock's career where it is now. Whoa. Like, he it, he definitely had his moments where he was doing other things, but I think working with the director that he worked with who let him, who gave him the freedom to explore and find a perfect way to mix the comedy and the action... I mean, it's like he'd been doing it a long time, but yeah. really it's his first chance that it's the first time he did it. Yeah. I think that was like he kind of found a formula for that he'd be using later through his other big roles. Yeah. And so for me, it's what really introduced me to The Rock. So for its legacy is like, this is my intro. This is my baseline. To The Rock? Yeah. So this is always, I'm always going to remember it as such. So great. I like great it. Great rock. I said, kept me watching him, even though he didn't really reach his full rockness until about a decade later. <laughs> I like it. Where can people see the movie? I put, it's rent on Amazon or buying. Same with Voodoo. Same with YouTube. That's how I watched it. You watched it for free? No, I, you had to buy it. Uh, it's three ninety nine to rent. And that's kind of like... Over You're on my Voodoo. It's on there. Yeah, I know. I just signed in today. Okay. <laughs> After purchasing. So yeah, I own it. But it is looking like it's free on Crackle. It said it was free. I, I tried. Crackle getting, still exists after Crackle COVID. Still <laughs> so I tried getting it on my phone, but our reception's been so shitty lately. Mm -hmm. Like it was just kind of spooling up for a while. But it's supposed to be free on Crackle. And if you have a Cinemax, Cinemax add-on to Hulu, you watch it on there. You might be able to watch it. Just stream it on Cinemax if you have on-demand Cinemax on your cable. Or if you're like a big baller like us, spend eight bucks on it. <laughs> Yeah, I think I got it pretty cheap. I think I did. The, I think it was one of the ones I did. Voodoo, where you like you show like it scans your barcode, show yeah. that you actually have it at your house, uh -huh. so you get a good deal on it. Oh, dope! They got it for five bucks. Yeah, hey, come so, on. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking about when I was writing this down. I was like, we're taking so long to actually air these. We've been recording for months now, but we're just doing it when we're having opportunities. We're letting we're building up a a backlog so we could start releasing them pretty regularly. Yeah, and I was like. With the way streaming works, when we're saying where stuff's available, by the time people actually go, it might not be available. Hey, so if when this airs in like eight weeks or whatever, sorry if that's not still around. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, man. We're going to record again in two nights. We got some overlap at work, so we're going to take advantage of that. Probably hit you with a... Are you still feeling like uh, maybe a hardcore samurai movie? I'm down. Yeah. Okay. We're probably going to do, I don't want to, if we don't do it, I don't want to bum anybody out, but we're probably going to do 13 Assassins. I want to do it.
All right. I saw the the trailer to it after you showed me pictures about it, and I was like, ooh. It's so good. All right, let's do it. So, right, so we're going to do one of the best samurai movies of all time. Definitely one of the most violent. What year is it? I actually think it's the 2010 or 11. Ooh. Yeah, the Takashi Miike's uh, follow-up samurai movie was 2012 or 13. Harry Curry, also great. We'll watch it eventually, but I'm going to let you forget about yeah, you talk, you it. Talk I was talking to too much Harry about Curry, it. I want, yeah. I want it to be more of a surprise. Okay. So, man, any parting words? Uh, not really. Uh, yeah. Well, if you're still listening, thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. As always, we're always looking forward to what you guys yeah. comments. Any comments you guys have about this yeah. podcast? What you thought about the rundown? If you haven't watched it, what's your first take on it? Yeah, we have every kind of social media and a website mm-hmm. set up for once we actually start releasing these. So, email, hit us up on it, on all, Instagram, yeah, Twitter, whatever. Pretty much. All right. Yeah. If you just want to bitch at us, that's cool too. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. All right, y'all. Bye.